welcome back to F Yeah F1. Uh, I'm Ryan Silverstein. I'm with here with my best bud, Ian Kimball. Woo! Uh, and we are back talking about Formula One racing. Uh, we are recapping the absolutely crazy, unexpected, and surprising results from this year's Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan, right? Azerbaijan. A- Azerbaijan. It Azerbaijan. sounds weird when you say it fast. Yeah, uh, Azerbaijan. <laughs> uh, Grand Prix. Uh, in Baku, a city that has many castles and a horrible, repressive dictatorship. Uh, but all of that's true. All, all of that is absolutely true. Uh, but this race was crazy. I'm glad that even though I was away, I got to watch it live uh, on my iPad with headphones. And so when I screamed, when Lewis Hamilton turned off his, his brakes, uh, no one else. It, my wife was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Ian, before we get to all that, because yes. uh, you watched qualifying, did you? I not? did. I did. Tell yeah. me, because you told me there was a number of red flags during qualifying, and I haven't gotten a chance to catch up with what well, exactly happened. What's up is a uh, quick shout out to the F1 app because they always pop up the notifications, but the notification never has a spoiler in it, which is always great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know, yeah, I know that sometimes you will be watching qualifying later. Or I'll watch qualifying later. And so it's always cool because I'll see like the notification pop up and it's like crazy results in qualifying. And it's like, oh, cool. So I text you and I was like, hey, man, did you get to watch them yet? And you were like, no. And I didn't know what to text you back because <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Because I mean, there was four red flags five drivers crashed out um you know you look at the the full qualifying results and um lance stroll crashed right in the beginning and giovanazzi so like both of them start 19th and 20th respectively they don't get in there but then 16 17 18th you lose uh latifi schumacher and mazepin nothing crazy but then uh for Q2, um, the second run ended up being uh, cut off pretty quick because Yuki Sonoda crashed um, and sort of cut off who was able to uh, finish their second qualifying run, which sort of landed um, Danny Ricardo. Uh, he gets retired. Um, Vettel. Ocon, um, also Kimmy and George Russell, but you know, it's rare that they see a Q1. But kudos to George Russell because he said, um, he was quoted as saying that uh, anything other than reaching Q2 was unacceptable to him this year. And so far, he's six for six, he's gotten Q2 all six races. So that's great, yeah, good good for George, George, man, Yeah. yeah. Who may very well drive be driving for Mercedes sooner than later, but we'll get August. to that. But anyway, so yeah, right. So uh, Vettel, like I said, Vettel, Ricardo, who still can't seem to get a hold of the McLaren, uh, they're out in Q two. Q three rolls around, um, and uh, and everything kind of went bananas. I'm sorry, I said that um, uh, Yuki ended Q two. Uh, that's not the case. Um, uh, someone else ended Q2 because Yuki was responsible for 
ending Q3. Hamilton went fastest Q1, Q2, Ricardo crashed. Uh, Ricardo crashed and kind of took himself out, um, which made everybody else kind of go into the drop zone uh, and get taken out of Q2. Q3, uh, Leclerc manages to get his second pole position in a row with the Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's a tainted pole uh, just because uh, a crash made it so that people couldn't get through the next couple of rounds. Like I said, it was... Uh, this time it wasn't him, so... you know. It wasn't him, so bonus. Yeah, he couldn't get his balls broke about it. Uh, but Yuki crashed, uh, causing Perez to also crash not much damage to Perez a little bit more to Yuki Um, but uh, worked out great for Leclerc Um, kind of brought out what was the starting grid for the race with Leclerc in first Hamilton second uh, Verstappen and Pierre Gasly in fourth who I mean when you have four different teams starting in the top four that's always really exciting Mm-hmm. Seeing that it's Verstappen and then Gasly in the Alpha Tauri starting fourth, crazy. Uh, and then on the third row, Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris. So that's your fifth team in, in the first six positions, uh, which is really exciting. Bottas didn't, he's starting 10th behind Alonso. Um, Perez was down in seventh, followed by Yuki in eighth, who crashed out and ended the session. But, uh, yeah, man, four red flags, five cars crashed, uh, and a Ferrari on the pole for two weeks in a row, which is uh, crazy. Yeah, I, I did uh, read a thing with Alonzo where he was kind of uh, bemoaning the fact that, oh, if you crash out in qualifying, you still get to keep whatever your fastest time was. So, like, there's really no penalty for it. Right. Like, you can cause a crash, and then you screw up everybody who was still trying to do, it, like, a flying lap or whatever, uh, but you yourself, like, you know, whatever your time was, that that's what it, you know, it stands. So uh, I think that's just an interesting, an interesting wrinkle. You know, I think too, with Bottas almost not making it out of uh, Q2 is like, come on, like, that's what, I don't know, Bottas continues to struggle. And it's amazing because we thought he was struggling so much last year, last season. Yeah. Uh, and he's struggling even more this season. So it's it's really interesting. I'm really super happy happy for Charles getting on the pole. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really, and I know that I, I I am biased, and I know that I constantly talk up Charles and the Ferrari, but uh, it says something that like he's doing as well as he's doing for these last two years in that car, considering how difficult that car has been to work with. And uh, additionally, kudos to Carlos Sainz for jumping into the Ferrari after the terrible year they had last year and having such strong results so far this year and really overperforming. I mean, it's been, it's been really cool for him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the race itself, you know, it started, there's 51 laps. Um, it's a big track. It's a big track. You know, I think, there wasn't a ton of, you know, moving around in the order. Um, you know, the, the big thing I think early on in the race, uh, was Checo, uh, you know, he moved from sixth to fourth. Um, and then, 
you know, Vettel sort of started his like slow climb over the whole course of the race, but it wasn't, it wasn't anybody making big moves. Um, you know, the... yeah, there's, there's not a lot of passing on the track, you know, right. everybody's moving pretty fast. I will say that, uh, this is the first year that I realized that that front straight is a mile and a half long. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus. That and is it goes big. by so fast when you're going oh, 220 God. miles an hour or whatever it yeah. is. It's crazy how fast they're going down that front straight. It's absolutely insane. Um, you know, but so there wasn't a lot, you know, there was some overtaking, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like things started to get a little interesting because there were some different tire strategies, uh, including, you know, Alonzo stopped on lap eight. And then you had the Aston Martins who were starting on soft tires or no, sorry. Sebastian Vettel was starting on soft tires. Yes. Lance Stroll was starting on the hard tires and they were both, their strategy was let's stay out as long as possible and just see what we can make happen. Which I think when you're in a position that Aston Martin has been in up to, up to this point in the season, like that's the way to go. It's like, let's just try what other people aren't doing and see what happens because pretty much let's just wing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We did see the first DNF pretty early on. Ocon uh, had just a ton of troubles, which is unfortunate for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, car just wasn't having it. I forget what went out on his car. Do you remember? Um, uh, turbocharger went out. Mm. Um, it just died. Like yeah. his car, he, he was like limping around the track to get back to. Yeah, he was um, he was going pretty good, and then just power just left, and that was it. Um, which is a bummer, but happens. Um, unfortunate for him. Uh, I'm always pulling for Ocon. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the, if you want to keep going on pit strategy, I think that, uh, it was, it was a very interesting time. Uh, we saw one team have, uh, quite a bit of struggle (laughs) again. Yep. Uh, and that team is Mercedes. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, this is one of those races that, you know, quote unquote is boring. Uh, because the, the most dramatic thing that happened early on in the race probably was that Hamilton got a two second delay trying to leave his pit box because Gasly was going by. Right. And, you know, it's, it's so funny because the, the commentators were like, well, like that two seconds, like it doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, that's like this much distance on the track and blah, blah, blah. It's funny because none of that ended up really, ma- really mattering. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the end, I think things started to really heat up on lap 32 uh when lance stroll's left rear tire failed yeah Um, which was uh kind of terrifying foreshadowing uh mm -hmm. for the rest of the race but that was man i will say that was a really scary crash and it's um it's it's sort of incredible what people don't realize or you know what what is so fascinating about these cars is that one of these tires goes and it's not like you get a flat tire on the highway and you can just kind of like put on your blinker and pull over like one that left rear tire went and in an instant, all of the aerodynamics of the car were gone and air got under that back wing and just drove him straight into a wall. Like yep. he was going in a straight line. He was going down that front straightaway yep. in a perfectly straight line and then made a 90 degree turn into a wall. Because, I mean, if we've said it once, we've said it a thousand times, Formula One is about perfection. And the only way that these cars work is if they are working perfectly. 
and that tire goes and everything gets thrown off. Yeah. And I I think it's kind of cool because watching the replay, uh, I mean, it's great, obviously, that he was completely unhurt and and fine, but like you could kind of see him trying to steer the car as it was disintegrating to get out of the like out of the middle of the track because the last thing you want to do is be because he he crashed like coming out of the turn onto the main straight so he was like early on the main straight the last thing you want to do is be in the racing line of where people might be coming especially sideways right exactly because it's just it's just dangerous for everybody Um, well that's how uh a couple years ago that's how um oh uh in f2 his name's escaping me um that's how that kid died right uh, yeah yeah uh, uh which is just it's it's super scary but it's just like it's amazing that you have that much instinct as a driver to be like well this car literally is ripping itself apart but i'm still gonna do everything i yeah. can to well did you hear him did you hear his onboard radio him talking during no I, I didn't hear his it's scary dude because like he's he hits the wall and then like you said like you see him wrestling it and he's going oh no oh no oh no because and he said later like he knew that somebody was going to come around that corner at 180 and he was Mm -hmm. just hoping he could get out of the way enough because he was scared of getting hit and like you hear and it's like you're saying it's that it's instinct but at the same time it's that like pure adrenaline shock like in that moment he was not lance stroll driving a formula one car he was just somebody trying not to die yeah and like yeah and man like it's it's a little chilling and then like he was clearly shaken up from it. It was a, it was a hard hit, but yeah, really, really great that he got out of that one. Uh, okay. And in one piece. Um, but yeah, you're right, man. That's when, that's when the race kind of took a turn mm-hmm. because he wasn't really on very old tires. Um, no, he was on hard tires. Uh, it was lap 32, which was under the, uh, I forget the exact the lap I think time. They of said what... they were giving him forty laps. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were well under it. You know, when they talked to the Pirelli, when you know race control at the FIA talked to Pirelli, they were like, "Hey, with all the tests, like this seems like it's either a freak accident or he hit some debris." Um, you know, we don't really have any concerns about yeah. the rest of the race. Yeah, and uh, maybe they should have. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeesh. So. You know, so we had a safety car, um, so they could clear everything. Uh, they, um, this is when Vettel, I feel like, really started to climb because this is when he uh, passes Leclerc. Uh, Correct me if I'm um, wrong. Before you, before you go farther, there did they? They had a safety car, but they weren't allowed to pit because he was in the pit entrance. Correct. Uh, yeah, there was. I think the last lap of the safety car period, pit lane they was open. All, yeah, pit lane was open, right? right yeah, because right, right, right. uh, Alonzo, Giovinazzi, George, and Mazepin pitted. Right, right. Uh, Everybody else pretty much stayed on their tires because they had hards to the end. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, like I said, this is when Seb, you know, he passes Leclerc uh, for fifth place. Then he, at the end of the same lap, uh, on the restart, he passes Gasly. So now Seb is in fourth place. Uh, and then, you know, the next bunch of laps, it's all about Hamilton versus Perez. Uh, you know, so because they're racing, but they're racing for second. They're racing point. for a second. Yeah, because Max was so far ahead. 
he had he had a pretty healthy lead on them. Um, Max had been leading the entire race because even though Charles had the had the pole within the first lap, Lewis mm-hmm. and Max were uh, were taking over. And even Checo, uh, the two Red Bulls were, I think, running one and two or one and three uh, for pretty much the whole race. And Lewis was, well, it was, it was during Lewis's pit that he got screwed up that Checo got out in front of him. Right. And Lewis was just never, was never able to really make progress and catch him. Right. So, you know, and at this point in the race, I'm watching him like, oh, this is exactly like, this is what I've been waiting all season four Red Bull one and two, just looking like a, a championship team you know, Checo's starting to fire on all cylinders. Like he looks amazing out there. He's, you know, doing his thing with the tires and saving them. And Max is able to like set the pace for the race and like everything is great. And then everything went to shit. (laughs) Oh man. Everything went to shit so fast. And it was shocking, you know, because, and like you said, and, and foolish me, um, I was watching the race and, I got up for a minute to do something to like get water or something, mm-hmm. you know, banal because it was like, it was like Luke, like Max had a comfortable lead. Everybody's driving. There's no pits coming up. Everybody's mm-hmm. flying along and it's like, all right, everything should be cool. And then I get up and I hear, Oh no, there's a red bull in the wall. And I was like, what? Because regardless of the answer, that's bad. Yes. And then immediately they say it's Max. And I was like, what? And I thought it was Mazepin's fault because what the fuck else could have happened? Mm-hmm. And then I rush over to the TV. He's all alone in the middle yep. of the track and the exact same tire in the exact same spot with tires that had not gone over their age. No, he uh, was even further under his age than Lance, I think. Yeah, the same the same thing happened to Max Verstappen that happened to Lance Stroll. Uh, I'm, I want you to know that I cut you off and I'm saying this because I don't want you to choke up on the podcast. I appreciate this. Uh, horrible, horrible that he just gets that tire just blows out and he goes straight into the wall. Um, and this is when they start talking about how Pirelli changed the tire pressures Mm-hmm. how they went to the softer compounds for this race as compared to last year. And man, oh man, did Pirelli screw it up. They screwed it up big time. Yeah, they talked about how the drivers don't like the tires this year with that are slightly reformulated because I don't know if you remember, but these tires were supposed to be the ones for last year. But because of COVID and everything, the drivers were like, no, we're not taking these new tires like you guys have to hold off another season. Like if we're going to be racing and all we, you know, we can't, it's one too many factors to like worry about. Yeah. Um, and so this is the first time this season they've had a problem, but you know, as we've said, F1 is about perfection. And I feel like, you know, there's been a couple times over the course of, you know, major racing history. It's happened in IndyCar. It's happened in NASCAR where all of a sudden like the tires are just bad. And it's a huge problem because, that takes away from the competitiveness of racing. Like, yes, random things happen, but like this isn't the team's fault for making a bad call or a bad strategy. This isn't the 
you know, engineer's fault for designing the car in a bad way. This isn't the driver's fault. Like it's the one thing that's consistent for all of these teams Mm -hmm. is they have to use the same tires. And just to, just to know that like Max and Red Bull did basically everything perfectly and they still got tripped up is just absolutely devastating. And, you know, honestly, I feel like Max, you know, uh, inspecting his car, uh, inspecting the tire with his foot uh, <laughs> in a very violent manner is, uh, you know, we should all react so calmly in that yeah. situation. I mean, what do you do? You know, yeah. what mm-hmm. do you do? It's, uh, it's, it's wildly unfortunate. It was Max's race to win. I am, uh, I am always humbled when, you know, when it happened to Charles last week, when he went and celebrated at Monaco uh, with Carlos, mm-hmm. even though he couldn't start the race. And this week, how Max uh, went and hopped on, you know, hopped on celebrating with Checo, even though it was his, his race to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm always humbled by how difficult that must be. Um, but at the same time, like how they got to know, like, all right, next week, I got to do it again. You know, I got to yep. get this another shot and try again. Uh, so, yeah, man. And we were, what, four laps from the end? And Max, four, uh, was it five? Five. It was five, yeah, because this is lap 46 of 51. Yeah, and Max goes turning into the wall. Um, they uh, red flag the race. Well, first, so first they were under yellow and they were driving through pit lane, which resulted in something very funny happening that I I need to talk about. I can't wait. Uh, So Nick Latifi, right? Yeah, it's it's Nick Latifi. And it's one of those where like I 100% understand exactly what happened because uh, so in order to clean up the debris from Max's car, which there was even more debris than there had been from Stroll's crash earlier, uh, they diverted the cars under the yellow onto pit road uh, off the main straight so that way they could they could clear it uh, which also meant the pit lane wasn't open for making pit stops so uh, hit the one of the engineers for, of Williams told Nick Latifi stay out uh, which as a racing driver stay out means don't come onto pit road stay on the track stay <laughs> so on the that's track what, so that's what he did uh, and uh, he got a, a a post-race penalty of 30 seconds added to his 30? time. 30 seconds. Yeah. Good golly. I didn't um, hear that. <laughs> it, yeah. It was, originally it was a 10 second stop and go, but there just wasn't enough time to, uh, you know, execute that given how many few, how few laps there were at the end. So they just added 30 seconds onto his time. We're not following instructions. Oh my and, God. You know, so really when he was told to stay out, they meant don't come into the actual pit area, just stay on pit lane um but you know a miscommunication um like i said pretty funny there's also a big thing with um paul james of mclaren was complaining to race control Mm -hmm. uh that yuki did not slow down sufficiently for the initial double yellows um so um mazzy who's from the f was basically like well all the drivers should be penalized for that because none of them slowed down sufficiently enough and, you know, the guy from McLaren's like, well, Yuki was, and they're like, it, look, it's not just Yuki. Like he's, yes, he's a rookie, but he's literally doing what everyone else is doing. So like, you know, we will, we'll deal with this later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, two, 
So they had two laps under yellow and then the race was red flag. In part, Red Bull was arguing for safety reasons that letting everybody under a red flag, letting everyone change tires uh, would ensure a safe end of the race. You know, I think you could easily read that also as cynical. I think that, you know, there was something in their strategy where they were like, oh, like we could do a little bit extra work on Checo's car and like whatever. But, you know, I like to think it's, it's a sporting thing of we want a safe finish to this race. Right. Right. I like to think so too. I mean, at a certain point, everybody, everybody's always looking for an advantage. Um, And so it's easy to say that Red Bull was doing that uh, in an effort to have an advantage for themselves. But as confident as Red Bull is, when you have Checo start and, and not only did they say that they should red flag it and have a, a safe restart, Red Bull didn't know that they were going to be from a standing start or a rolling start. They just wanted a, a restart. Right. Um, and so when it turns out you have a standing restart with like the distance that I can throw a baseball to corner one. And Lewis Hamilton is starting on the inside line. Yep. Like that's not exactly a winning advantage for you. You know, exactly. Under any circumstance versus any other drive, any of the other 19 drivers, I would take Lewis Hamilton every time. Every time. If I had to put money on it. Yeah. Uh, And you would have lost this fucking time. This is true. This is true. (laughs) Here's what happened they i would be happy flag. to lose that <laughs> oh man so ha- but like i'm sitting here and it was so fun because i was again watching anxiously bated breath sitting and staring as like they figured out and they say okay like they're gonna start in 15 minutes so it's gonna start back up at you know 10 after or whatever i'm like okay cool 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 they're starting from a standing start i went what and I was like, oh, my God, there's only three laps left. Like, what do you mean you're starting from a standing start? Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. And so I just am sitting, shouting by myself at a TV alone, just howling at what's happening and texting you furiously. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going to happen. What's going on? And it's the morning. You know, yeah, because the, the race our time started at 8 a.m. and I was like, fuck. Yeah, so like, I was like, how th- this is it? I was I was so the double whammy of Ham of uh, Max being out of the race, the standing restart, Hamilton being on the inside. I was like, damn, like there goes the championship. I was like, the whole season. I was like, so down. I was like, season's done. Hamilton's winning another championship. Like my like cynical Philly sports fan side came out and was just like <laughs> fuck everything. Oh this my is, god, this is terrible. I Everything's see, fucked. I wish I could remember who did it, but somebody that that uh, we follow on Twitter uh, was like, at, like you know, at that point when they called it, they were like, uh, "Looks like uh, Hamilton wins again." Surprise, surprise. And then like their next tweet after the race was, "Well, that didn't age well." It's like, <laughs> hey, fuck it, that it didn't. Because the craziest shit, right? So, like, for, again, for being a boring street race, man, mm-hmm. this was a crazy one. Because we go 
into the standing start and the lights go out, Perez, for whatever reason, drives straight at Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't decide to like race him and beat him off the line, just makes a left turn directly at him. Lewis gets the better of him, goes straight to that first 90-degree turn, and because of his brake issue, which I think you're going to fill us in on more, mm-hmm. goes right past the turn into the runoff area. Lewis Hamilton is, is pretty much out of the race. Listener, that's when I screamed. When... Oh, I, I screamed so loud. <laughs> i was like what like i i don't even want to shout in because i'll i will just break the levels for we'll break zoom for the for the show but i was like i i I still cannot believe that this happened that lewis hamilton of all people Mm -hmm. um he picked the wrong break mode so like they have a mode for restarts because problem with the standing start after a red flag where the car has been sitting for a half an hour, even with those little tire blankets on, like they're just not warm enough and they're not going to get up to speed fast enough. Even the, even if you're on a soft tire, it, it takes a couple laps. And so they have this brake mode to funnel heat into the, the brake discs into the tire. And he picked the wrong, he put it in the wrong mode. And it's so funny because they were commenting like, Oh, look how hot, like it is like Hamilton's brakes are like just billowing smoke. I thought his standing. car was on fire. I thought his car was on fire, uh, which was crazy. And then, but to see, and I'm just imagining being Sergio Perez, you are in the fight for your life. You're sweating. You're like, it's, I'm trying to beat Lewis Hamilton. I'm going to throw my elbows out. I'm going to channel Max Verstappen. Like as a Red Bull driver, what would Max do? And then it just, I, I just imagine it happening in slow motion of like Lewis just going this way in front of you <laughs> as you're turning left. And you're just like, and you like, like somehow like you make eye contact with him, which is impossible because of the Hans device and everything. But like, and you're just like, fuck. Like, it just, <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Holy shit. And then he turns that corner. And it's empty racetrack. Just open. It's as if you were driving by yourself. Yeah. Checo Perez. He took off. He did. And I mean, and and on that restart, uh, Sebastian Vettel, who, because I, if I'm not mistaken, that restart was Checo one, Hamilton two, uh, third was, uh, Gas. Uh, yeah, it was Gasly Leclerc or Gasly Vettel Leclerc, I think. No, 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 no. Vettel was behind. Okay. I think um I think Gasly was third. No, that can't be right. What was the restart order? I'm trying to find it. Because Vettel passed. Oh no, shit. No, Vettel was third. Gasly was fourth. Charles was fifth. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so then immediately, Sebastian Vettel's in fucking second place. Yep. Um, Fernando Alonso passed like four cars to get into a great position. 
Um, and we can got. We, can we pass a couple people? Um, can we pass a couple? We got a really, really wonderful fight between Charles and uh, Pierre that mm-hmm. uh, I am, you know, I'm, I, it's one of the ones that, as much of a Charles fan as I am, I'm glad Pierre won that race. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, so, so, so cool to see um, him really take off there and, and make that happen. Uh, so Gasly finishes third, Leclerc fourth. Um, Lando, who was a part of that fight, he was sticking his nose in there trying to make something happen, was fifth. Alonzo, I think, went from like ninth to sixth in that last, in, in like the first and second turn of the last lap. Knocks yep. it out of the park. Uh, Yuki has his best finish in his F1 career at seventh. Uh, Carlos Sainz, Ferraris in eighth. Ricardo gets ninth. And Kimi Raikkonen, as you said, uh, had a great showing, showed up in 10th. And uh, I will throw this out there. Antonio Giovinazzi finished in 11th and he started in 20th at Azerbaijan. Yep. So considering there was four DNFs, that's still uh, five, six places that he went up all on his own. Uh, so great race for him. Some uh, other dude that drives for Mercedes is 12th. I was like, Bottas finished ahead of the two Haas cars. Yeah, Bottas <laughs> finished ahead of Hamilton and also ahead of the two Haas cars. And no one can understand what's going on. Like, if you if you showed me that running order, like, the tw- just the 12th through 15th. Yeah. And be like, all right, now run down the top 10. I'd be like, I can't do it. I just don't know what's happening. Yeah, right. So Ocon won. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, clearly that's the only thing that makes sense. Alonzo's on the podium. Like, yeah. What? What's happening? Um, so just absolutely crazy. And I think, I think what I loved about the way that this all shook out in the end is one, the most important thing being the championship fight is preserved yes. for, and that it's not being ended because of Pirelli. Like it's one thing if, like Max just crashed by himself, which has happened before, um, you know, or the, they, you know, or Mercedes screws up a pit stop or whatever it is, like all that stuff happens and that's fine. But I'm glad that it wasn't like a Pirelli tire issue yeah. that caused the championship fight to, to be, to look so much different. Right. Um, and then secondly, I'm glad that we got three awesome people on the podium. Yeah. You know, we got uh, Checo winning his second F, f1 race which is yeah. awesome the we only got... driver to win an f1 race with two separate teams in the uh in the hybrid era oh that's awesome i did not yeah. know that that's great he's, he's the only driver to win in the hybrid era with two separate teams that's pretty cool i know he's the first non-max Verstappen red bull driver to win since monaco 2018 wow wow yeah that's and that's the boy <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you know, Vettel got hit the first podium for the new Aston Martin team. Uh, and I literally, I do not think I've seen Sebastian Vettel smile since 2018. Yeah, I was reading about him uh, today and they were saying that like, he's just so re-energized mm-hmm. being with Aston Martin and, and being with that new team and working with them. Like he, and you can see it too. He's just so pumped after every race going up to all these guys and, and just being excited to be around the, the sport again. 
there was something just ugly about Ferrari last year that took the heart out of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, great for Seb. So like, I don't think anybody would ever see Sebastian Vettel on a podium and be upset about it. No, especially when he's not driving for Ferrari. Cause I know that there are people that still pathologically just hate Ferrari because they're, they were so dominant for so long. Yeah. But I yeah. think, you know, I think at this point, Seb is moving into Kimmy territory where we're just like, no, we just love that guy. He's one of our guys. Yeah. Like we it's, just it's fucking him. legend status. It's if he can drive an F1 car until he's a hundred years old, give him a goddamn seat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when, what year do you think it was the last time both Mercedes drivers didn't score points, but finished the race running? <sighs> Well, I know that I gave you the stat earlier of the, the last time that Hamilton, Bottas, and Verstappen didn't score a point, and that mm-hmm. was in 2013. Uh, so it's got to be since then. The last time to... You know what? I would say also that it wasn't Valtteri. I would think that it was Nico, and it would be one of the races that like Nico and Hamilton were really going at it, so... That was what, 2016? Earlier than that. Really? Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it? Uh, it's the particular race is the 2012. Wow. Wow. U- US Grand Prix. Whoa. Yeah. So the Mercedes driver. Is that at Indianapolis? Uh, where was that? This was. No, it was Circuit of the Americas. Um, so it was the last. The penultimate race, the second to last race uh, of that championship season. It was the first race at that circuit. Yeah. Um, and so the wait, that's the status bogus. I'm sorry. No, that's <laughs> wait. I'm looking at qualifying. Oh, that's okay. Probably, I'm okay. far enough. Okay. Uh, the race order. Yeah. So Nico rosberg and michael schumacher were driving for mercedes and they finished in 13th and 16th respectively whoa uh would you like to know the podium for that race yes i would because i bet sebastian vettel won uh sebastian vettel came in second was fernando alonso on the podium fernando alonso came in third driving for wait 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 wait. who won okay hold on let me think so you said this was 2012 Mm -hmm. uh schumacher and nico 13th and 16th seb was second fernando was third first was <sighs> i give up lewis hamilton driving for mclaren son of a bitch really yep oh wow how about that uh it was his it was his last race driving for mclaren wow and they were like get the fuck out <laughs> uh you failure. Yeah. You're never going to amount to anything. That's the last thing McLaren said to Lewis. Uh, Grosjean and Kimi finished fourth and fifth driving for Lotus. Amazing. Amazing. What a great lineup. Uh, and, and Nico Hulkenberg was in the top ten. Hulkenberg. Um, like, oh no, sorry. Uh, wait, where did Grosjean finish? I was looking at qual- He qualified really well. Oh, cool. Um. Uh. Yeah. He he and Kimmy finished six. Finished sixth and seventh. Still, it's cool to see Grosjean and Kimmy in the top ten like that. Yeah. Uh. 
Danny Ricardo was 12th, driving for Toro Rosso. Mm-hmm. Sergio Perez was 11th, uh, driving for Sauber. Saber. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. What an insane thing. Uh, I wish I could go back and watch every F1 race ever. Um, everyone ever, literally everyone ever. Uh, I would uh, I would watch them all. But yeah, so crazy race, super emotional finish. The celebration was so great just to see, again, three people that we don't usually get to see on the podium, all on the podium together. Uh, I want to talk about our predictions before we go into the power rankings. Yes, yes, because uh, you said that they turned out pretty good and I don't remember them at all. <laughs> okay, so the first oh, question I had asked you was, uh, if Leclerc will do better this week. And I think we can definitively say that he did finishing in fourth. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see both. Well, so, um, and then I also asked you if Ferrari was going to do better than McLaren. <laughs> oh, excuse me. McLaren, you said yes, which is true because uh, the Ferraris finished in fourth and eighth, and the McLarens finished in fifth and ninth. Yeah, I asked you that same one, and you you agreed. You said, uh, I said, does Ferrari show up again the way they did at Monaco? And you said yes, and that they would also be better than McLaren. So you got that one as well. Uh, I had asked you if Mercedes will return to form, and you said no, which is absolutely correct. Hell yeah, I got one. <laughs> I asked you if Hamilton would strike back, and... Uh, you said yes, but you. Uh, I said Mercedes wouldn't podium. You said that they would. Yeah, so that was your wild card. There's no Mercedes yeah. on the podium, and you did get that correct. Woohoo! Um, I got a wild card. We should be keeping score. We should. Uh, I've not been keeping track. I've only been keeping track of these I'm like not, race to race. Yeah, I'm not actively going to keep score. Um, my wild card, by the way, was that Lando with DNF, which uh, did not happen. So, right, right, um, right. I asked you if the winner would also have fastest lap. You said no, which also was correct because Max Verstappen had the fastest lap of the race and did oh, not wow. finish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, then I, oh, I did ahead. ask you if there was going to be any yellow flags. You said yes. Uh, and boy, we're there. Yeah. Uh, and then we talked about who our driver to watch uh, for the weekend was. Which I, I do think that that's going to be a thing that we keep doing on the regular because I really like 100%. that question. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I had said Giovinazzi, which I stand by as someone who did not qualify well but had a good, really good hey, race. Man, that dude jumped up nine spots. Uh, and you nailed it with because you said Pierre Gasly. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I stand by it, man. I like Pierre a lot. Cool. Yeah, um, he, he podiums, buddy. I asked you who blows a pit stop. Uh, you said Alpine and I said McLaren. We were both wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they, they blew pit stops, which is good. Uh, I did get pole correct because I said that Charles would have pole position. Uh, uh-huh. You said it would be Max, uh, but you know, that did not happen. Uh, so here's, here's where we get everything wrong. Um, <laughs> here's where everybody got everything wrong. And I won't, it's not just us. No, it's not just us. But I said the podium was going to be Leclerc, Verstappen, Lewis, none of whom were on the podium at all. Wow, yeah. It's true. Uh, you said Max, Leclerc, and Checo. So at least at least you got one of them on the podium, just not in the right spot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, you nailed most of the questions. You nailed the wild card, which I think is super impressive because it hasn't happened in so... I mean, 
you know the only the, wild the only card way is the wild card yeah exactly know? yeah insane um so just a, a super exciting uh super interesting race i want to talk through power rankings um yes. yeah which again is about rating driver performance separate from car performance uh so number one in the power rankings is pierre gasly um i think there's a couple different drivers that you could have in this number one spot uh yeah, but i think well, and that oh, also that also shows just in how the um that shows very much in how the points were kind of broken down because when you look at it i mean like pierre i really like that uh pierre um is where he is. I mean, he started fourth. He finished in third. That's saying a whole, whole lot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just having, I mean, he's having such a resurgence. Uh, and I think it's so great. But when you look at the overall points, I mean, you have 9.8, 9.7, 9.3, 9.2. And that's the top four you know, for the power ranking scores. Uh, so you're right. I think that they're pretty interchangeable, but um, great boost to see Pierre up there at number one. He totally deserves it. Absolutely yeah. deserves it. Um, I think he's a great driver. I think maybe not next year, maybe not the year after that. I think he's going to move to one of the top teams. Yeah. Yeah, at some point, it's uh, it's it's definitely not going to be Red Bull. I don't know if he would mm-hmm. ever take that seat back. Um, I could easily see Pierre taking Danny Ricardo's spot from McLaren in a couple of years mm-hmm. when Danny's done. Um, look, I think here, here's look, it, here's how it's going to go down. I'm just going to tell you. All right. <laughs> I can't uh, fucking wait. 2023 season. Uh, it'll be George and Gasly at Mercedes. What? I would throw the fuck up. I would <laughs> I would just vomit. I would vomit everything that I've ever eaten in my entire life. Dude, if Gasly... Oh, God. Under, to, under the cruel tutelage of Toto Wolf? Oh, my goodness gracious. Because the thing is, it'll be... George will be the one that Toto blames for everything. <laughs> Oh no, George is the new Bontes. Yeah. Oh that's, no. That's the twist. Is that it? You know, it. It's like. Um, I think. Like, great- I imagine George under Toto, sort of being in like an Urkel situation, where like <laughs> he'd be like, "Did I do that?" Like. Oh no! I think the greatest twist of all time, and I and I, I don't want you to be mad at me for saying this, would be if. Like, I just want to see Christian Horner's face if and when Gasly wins a championship over Max Verstappen at Red Bull in a Mercedes. <sighs> just to see, just to see Toto be like, hmm. he's pretty good, huh? What do you and think? Then- <laughs> I was trying to think, like, what's the most robotic way? What do you think of my driver? And Christian Hono's like, yeah, it's good. Ah, you know, you're welcome. Ah. <laughs> and they do that like they do that like shitty passive joking that they do towards one another when really they go home and they have like when you were a kid, did you have those like blow up 
uh, it's like a little blow up punching bag that has mm-hmm. sand at the bottom, and you, it's like a bop it, and it just yep. bops down and shit. They both have one of the other one at their house, and they're like, <laughs> Ugh! except Turtle Wolf's is made of steel because his entire skeletal structure is made of steel because <laughs> he's not a real human. Uh, Turtle Wolf's two hundred and seventy years old. I believe it. Fact. I mean, and weirdly, it, it is weird because he's from the future. So yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> he actually hasn't been born yet, but he's also 270. Uh I wonder who the Kyle Reese to <laughs> fucking Pierre Gasly. <laughs> oh no. Oh man. Um all right, so back to power rankings. Number two <laughs> is Sebastian Vettel. Our tangents are the best tangents. They are. They're they're good tangents. Um, yeah. Seb, man. Seb number two. I fucking love Sebastian Vettel. He killed it. He killed it. Yeah, he really did. And you know what? Did you see when he was doing his press conference? Uh, it was maybe not press conference, but he was dealing with the press. As he's answering the, the question, Max comes over and taps him on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And is like, hey, man, good race or whatever. Seb completely stops mid-question. Did you see this? I did see this, yeah. Completely stops mid-question from whatever bullshit he was answering. Goes over, hugs Max, has like a quiet private word with him for a moment that has to be as encouraging as Christ himself (laughs) touching your cheek and telling you everything's going to be okay. And then goes back and was just like, yeah, so anyway, and goes right back into answering the question. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, Sebastian Vettel. So great. Uh, I really, I, I just, I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Uh, he absolutely deserves it. He raced the hell out of that car, which has been a struggle all season. And you know what? Good for Aston Martin, man. I mean, I, I was guilty very much of the first few, uh, few races maybe even to the fourth race, just being disappointed in what Aston Martin had to offer. And even, even Lance was doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Before, He's running uh, a solid race. Yeah. I'm skeptical on how they're going to do not on, because we've had two street courses in a row. I'm very curious to see how they do next week. Yeah. Once it's all power again. Yep. It's kind of over. Um, but I'm happy for this little, you know, two race. It's been great, man. It's been great. It, it kind of, uh, it makes me excited for the other uh, street courses coming up. But anyway, anyway, um, number three in the power rankings, Max, uh, who I think had he finished the race would have easily been the first in the power rankings with a perfect 10. Definitely. Um, I don't quite understand why he got, third with a 9.3 anyway um his qualifying lap was stolen from him because of yuki's accident uh yep. so he didn't get a chance to get pull he raced an absolutely perfect race from the jump and then his accident was in no way his fault so i quite i don't quite understand why he only got 9.3 points out of 10 um but uh you know it is yeah. what it is mm-hmm. he had he had a great race and man talk about coming back with a vengeance can't wait to chat about that more yeah and i do think that uh number four in the power rankings sergio perez 
was probably scored a little bit low, honestly. Um, you know, I think, I mean, I think it's his best race so far this season. I think he looked mo- so much better than he had like the first two races of the year. Yeah. Um, I think he's really come into understanding the car. I think he really shines on this particular circuit as well. And, you know, you could easily say that his win was luck, but I, I would disagree because he, um, where did he qualify? Yeah, he qualified in seventh. Um, yeah. And so even, even if you take out, uh, you know, him gain, quote unquote gaining two places when Max and Lewis sort of exited the the race or the, or the top three at the end, he put himself in the position to win the race. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I kind of don't like when anyone suggests that a win is luck because of someone else's misfortune or, or mistake. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, they're all racing the same race. Like, yes, of course, money is involved. And yes, of course, they have different uh, cars. Um, but it's like, you know... I wouldn't be, I wouldn't say like, oh, Max really won that race. Like check out, check a one, but Max really won. I wouldn't say that mm-hmm. because Max didn't finish the fucking race. Mm-hmm. And Lewis could have won, but fucked up. And, and Checo didn't, you know what I mean? <laughs> like check, at the end of the day, Checo ran his race and finished it and didn't fuck up and won. And so I don't consider that luck. Right, because uh, even if those two other things happen, like it easily could have been Sebastian Vettel, it could have been Charles Leclerc, it could have been Pierre Gasly. Like all yep. three of those other guys could have won and, the race, but they and didn't. all things considered, uh, Checo, they didn't know if his car was going to finish because after yeah. the, the when they had three laps left after the restart, uh, he was sitting there and they they didn't know that they, after he crossed the line, they immediately started shouting at him to pull the car over and turn it off Mm -hmm. because it was going to, it was going to completely fall apart. They didn't know that he was going to finish the race at all. And so if he hadn't, and Sebastian Vettel had won, I would be saying the exact same thing. It'd be like, yeah, man, Seb deserves that win. His car finished the race. He finished the race. Exactly. So that's, and I mean, and that's, that's formula one that's racing. We Mm -hmm. all, they all get the same shot and that's how it goes. Um, Chuck LeCluck gets fifth on the power rankings. Um, uh, Finished in fourth place. It was good. Uh, I mean, their, their, their single lap speed is great on these road courses uh, but Ferrari in the, the long run of the race, they just can't keep up. Um, I mean, they were, he had a great fight with, with Gasly. I think given another, maybe three or four laps, he would have definitely passed Gasly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, at the end of the day, Ferrari is better this year than they were last year. And that's all that they can really hope for. Uh, Charles had a pole. That's great. Yeah, I don't think Leclerc has anything to be disappointed about. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose um, being behind the it, – it is kind of shocking to me that he finished behind uh, an Aston Martin and Alpha Tauri. But, you know, at the same time, I you can't take anything away from Seb and Gasly. 
Yeah, they were and, in great races. And if you frame it as he finished behind two Hondas and a Mercedes, yeah, that's you know, yeah, completely different animal, right? Uh, so keeping that in mind, I, I I think his performance was respectable. Like I think I think him ha- be, being fifth in the power rankings here makes total sense to me, for sure. Uh, ditto for Fernando Alonso, um, who got sixth. I think he basically earned it on that restart. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, he went from uh, he started the race in eighth. Uh, he finished it in, in sixth, uh, but he gained four spots uh on that lap 50 restart crazy crazy and that's and that's when people say like what is it you know how good of a driver do you have to be or like how much does the driver matter versus the car you put fernando alonso in an alpine and he gains four spots in one lap at baku yep that's that's the fucking difference that's the fucking difference mm-hmm. between having that's exactly, a, yep. a champion level driver and a not champion level driver in a car. Uh, and then Lando, um, you know, finished in fifth, which is pretty, pretty good. I feel like he didn't have a great weekend overall. Um, yeah, yeah, McLaren in general this weekend kind of felt like that team that I sort of forgot about, you mm-hmm. know, like they were in it. Uh, Danny had a good race coming from uh, P12 and finishing P9. You know, Lando, I forget where he started. I think maybe six or so. But well, like, he had that. Uh, grid oh, penalty. that's right. He had the grid penalty. So he went from ninth to fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a good race. You know what I mean? But they were just, they like, they felt, McLaren felt the most like an average midfield car. This Agreed. Week. And then I think uh, if it wasn't for his crash and qualifying, I think I would put Yuki ahead of uh, Lando, actually. You know, I think I saw some pictures of the uh, celebration that Alphatari was having uh, after the race. And it looked like like that was the party that you would want to go to. Yeah, man. Where Yuki was party like was celebrating his seventh just as hard as Pierre was celebrating his podium finish yeah they were pumped dude uh and i'm so happy for him i really hope that he continues to improve this season uh i know that he is um you know he he was mad that alonzo passed him on that restart to take that spot yeah but again like dude you were a rookie and you got passed by fernando alonzo on a lap a two lap to go restart after a yeah. red flag. That's nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the, like there's no way to be mad about that. Yeah. That's as if I got into a ring with Mike Tyson in the nineties and was upset. Cause he knocked me out in the first round. <laughs> right. I, it's like, no, that's, that's about right. Like that makes sense. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, good for him. I hope that he, I, I, I obviously it was one week that he, they kind of forced him to move to Italy and mm-hmm. start working with some new people and, and calm him down a little bit. Um, so we'll see how that pans out in the weeks moving forward. Uh, but nice to see Yuki get that, that P seven good for him. I've kind of been rooting for him all season. So. Yeah, me too. I, it feels like this move is sort of like putting him in like the blacksmith shop where like, look, you are on fire. You are molten hot. You are pissed off all the time. 
we we want to use that, but we got to like refine it into something that we can actually use. So you're not being a crazy person all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stop yelling at your fucking team. Yeah. We're talking shit about them on television. Yeah. Not going to help. Not going to help anybody out in this situation. Uh, Great to see Kimmy uh, ninth in the power rankings. Yeah. Everybody loves Kimmy. The Iceman. Yeah, man. Uh, and and scored you know scored some points this week and got his first points of the season. Um, in tenth, uh, Antonio was eleventh right behind him. Great for Alfa Romeo to two races in a row get some points. Um, nice to see that. I think I I really think Antonio would have been in the points had he not uh, crashed out in mm-hmm. qualifying and had to start from P twenty. But uh, yeah, man, I think they're in they're in good shape. Nice to see Alfa Romeo kind of uh, separating out and tenth in the power rankings, sir. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I was trying to think of like who I would put in there instead. Like I feel like I would I would put Carlos in that spot, even though he didn't have a great weekend. It's one of those things where, like, okay, assuming that I'm going to take Lewis Hamilton as, at his word, that that tr- brake issue was driver error. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, and especially the fact that even though he started well, he just couldn't get past mm-hmm. the Red Bulls. He couldn't do it. Um, and you know, I understand that power rankings don't look at the driver, they look or they don't look at the car, they look at the driver, they don't look at the circumstances. I get it, but Lewis Hamilton, two weeks in a row, failed at doing what he is the greatest in the world at doing, yeah, exactly. And I don't, I, I don't quite understand how he was on this list. And like you said, like, how is Antonio Giovinazzi not on this list after gaining nine spots? Exactly. Yeah. Or Carlos Sainz, how is he not on this list? How is, uh, you know, Mick Schumacher, who had, I, I, I guess I wouldn't expect him to be top 10, but like, he did fucking better than Lewis Hamilton this week. Yeah. No, I, I think, yeah. No, I actually think Giovinazzi and Schumacher, either of those I would have loved to see. in in 10th on this list hell i could i could make an argument for lance because he started 19th he was doing better than 19th when he retired oh yeah he was he had a good i mean there's a there's an argument for george russell Mm -hmm. you know there's there's an argument for a lot of guys in there but you know at the end of the day i think that it's also kind of impossible not to consider lewis hamilton simply because he is lewis hamilton he did uh, drop out of the top three on the to d- season to date power rankings board. So I'll take it. Yeah. 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 Which is uh, nuts. Yeah. The to date power ranking. Can you give us the quick top 10 on the? Yeah. Uh, so Max is on top with a 9.0 season average. Uh, Lando is in second with an 8.6. Leclerc is with an 8.4. Uh, then Lewis with an 8.1. Uh, Gasly jumped up three places after this race uh, to clean the fifth spot. Uh, Science is in sixth. Ocon is in seventh. Sergio Perez and Antonio Giovinazzi are tied for eighth right now, mm-hmm. which is crazy. 
Um, and then Russell is in 10th. Yeah. Where is the other Mercedes driver? Wait, there's two Mercedes drivers. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot. Um, did you see Lando is the only driver who still has scored points every single week this season? Yeah. He, he is doing well. I know we're hard. We're a little bit hard on Lando, but I think like that, I feel like that's a result of him doing so well. I mean, I'm also a little bit hard on him because it's like, he feels like the little brother that like you invite to the party with your older friends because you want him to hang out and you kind of, you want him to like learn to be cool and he does something stupid and fucks up and you're like, it's like, dude, why did I bring you? Like, please just be cool mm-hmm. for like a little bit, you know, like, like you're just being a dick. Like, yeah. Like, and that's the thing. It's not even like he's a nerd or he's fucking up. He's kind of being a dick. And it's like, yeah. oh, like you, you're not allowed to be a dick. Just like, chill out, man. Chill the fuck out. Like you're, yeah. you're, yeah. A, you're driving from a McLaren. Like they're great. They're midfield. Mm-hmm. B, yes, you're doing very well. We're all very proud. Chill the fuck out. Like, yep, you have a lot of followers on Twitch and Instagram. We get it. Yeah, that me. doesn't matter. Yeah, win a fucking race, and then we'll have a conversation. Yeah, for real. Get a poll. Get a poll. Get, get a podium. Another, you know, gonna be more, be consistently on a podium. Yeah. Beat Valtteri Bottas for three more races. Yeah, yeah. Pull that fucking thing off. Um, so anyway, yeah. The but, uh... driver standings are insane they're after this race absurd. they're fucking absurd um so we still have max on top he's four points ahead of lewis uh and then uh sergio perez is in third third place there he is man um he's got 32 points he's 32 points behind lewis hamilton yeah yeah it's uh, crazy that max and lewis both dnf and are still so fucking far ahead of everyone else yeah uh and then you have lando uh he's three points behind perez uh and then you have charles who is 14 points behind norris and then there's this this finn who apparently drives for mercedes yeah who is five points behind the ferrari yeah in sixth place in the driver's standings that's a ticking clock man it's a that is a ticking clock he's he has to win like the next fucking four races in a row he's at least got to get a pull this weekend or not this weekend but the next week the next race he has to do something he has to do something like it's it's pretty crazy uh it's really cool to see vettel jump into the top 10 yeah yeah Um, great for him you know he's now in a full-on scrap with pierre gasly for that those eight nine spots yeah and then the, the constructors, you know, this is the real big difference where thanks to Perez winning and get it, racking up the big points, uh, they are almost, uh, what is that? They're almost 30 points ahead of yeah. Mercedes. Yeah, man. 26 so, points is a shit ton. Yeah. Uh, and then Ferrari is two points ahead of McLaren because they're just, you know, that, but that's how you build a, a lead is just doing better and better consistently yep. race over race yep you just have to be in front of the other guys race after race that's exactly right and uh and ferrari looks good right now man 
Right. Mm-hmm. McLaren looks great. And then we, uh, the little race behind that, there's a, a bit of a separation there because Ocon had his trouble. So Alpine dropped back a little bit. Fortunately, Fernando had such a great finish to kind of keep them in the fight at 25. But fifth and sixth, Alpha Tauri, fifth, 39 points. Aston Martin, six, 37. They are, they are in the fight, man. They're in a fight. Yeah. You have, there are, there are three solid well, there's four solid uh fights going on right now and they're a lot of fun to watch yeah and i hope it continues that way for the rest of the season i hope it continues that way for the rest of our lives well that too uh with many <laughs> many f1 seasons to come so uh was there anything else you want to talk about uh baku before we wrap up no that's it man uh i it i was pleasantly surprised with such an exciting race uh a lot happened but i feel like that's every single week like even on on the weeks when things don't happen things happen you know and it's and it's so exciting and fun to watch and great to be a part of it every single week and great to chat with you about it every single week my friend f yeah f yeah dude uh anything from you no, man, I'm, I'm ready to wrap this up. Well, uh, in that case, if you want to follow us, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at F1 pod, or you can always email us at F1one at gmail.com. Yeah, and we are part of the Movie John podcast network. Uh, Movie John has just launched a Patreon this week. Um, we have some cool stuff on there. The bottom tier is $5, and you get a whole bunch of extra cool stuff. Uh, including uh, if you subscribe for three months in a row to the Patreon, you automatically get the next issue of our print zine, which is super cool. Uh, and if you sign up before July 7th, uh, you will get a cool enamel pin that we're making with a little popcorn dude on it. This is movie yeah, he's John. a little, little, uh, little movie popcorn man. And I yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, so you'll, you'll, you'll be able to buy one later uh, at a much higher price than if you sign up for five bucks now honestly yeah man um so we're we're rolling that out uh and again you know you can find all the info about that as well as all the other podcasts on the movie john podcast network at moviejohn.com you can follow me personally on twitter and letterboxd and instagram at silber whatever and that's with a b uh you can follow ian here uh on instagram at ian or whatever yeah because uh, that's both how we feel about social media we're just kind of whatever <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, and we will be back next week talking about France. Oh, can't wait, dude. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be awesome. And then remember, it's three race weeks in a row. Yeah, dude. Hey, you want to uh, you want to watch at least one or two of them together? We'll talk schedules. We'll watch some together and we will record live. F yeah, let's do it. Dude, can't wait. So much fun. Great season. F yeah, F1. F yeah.